Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for September 6, 2023. My name is Chris. I'm your host. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Jerry Jones, talking about Dak Prescott's contract extension. We're going to be talking about Tyler Smith potentially being out versus the Giants. And we'll also be going over Terrence Steele's contract extension as well. Uh, I wasn't able to do a podcast on that. I got back from Florida late on Monday night, so I wasn't able to make a podcast for Monday or Tuesday because I woke up at 7.40 on Tuesday. So it was going to be hard to make that happen. But we're here today. Uh, Had a great time in Florida. Had a great Labor Day weekend. It was a blast. By the way, guys, if you guys haven't already, make sure to go check out Players Choice, Cowboys Nation on Players Choice. I'm on there now. Uh, I'm the host over there, and uh, you know it was a great time yesterday. We had our first episode, so make sure to go check that out. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. So Jerry Jones was on 105 through the fan on the Sean and RJ show. He was talking about Dak Prescott's extension. He says that he expects Dak Prescott to be here for a long time. I'll play the uh, the clip and let you guys hear for yourself. Uh, Jerry, Dak's cap number next year is is fifty nine million. Uh, will you? Is that something that you guys will continue to discuss during the season, or will you table talks as soon as the year starts officially after week one? Well, I know you're you're implying on discussion. Uh, we, you know, those those uh, uh, numbers on uh, uh, those contracts, those uh, types of numbers, especially the big ones. You live with constantly. That's always on your mind. There's never a time when it, it goes away because you've got to make the entire thing fit. And so it's uh, it's on the mind on a player decision in the middle of the year. And um, so uh, it's just a fundamental. Uh, we expect that to be with us a long time. And, uh, yeah, we, we're always working to, around it with uh, se- several machinations. We expect Dak to be with us a long time. That's what Jerry Jones said out of his mouth. So here's the thing, right? Dak Prescott has all the leverage in the world in this situation, and here's the reason why. So first off, I knew Dak Prescott was going to sign this upcoming contract when he signed his last contract, okay? That was one of the most uh, pro-player-friendly contracts that you will ever see in the history of this game. The guy got the money he wanted. He got the years he wanted. He got the no trade clause that he wanted. He got the no tag clause that he wanted. He got everything he wanted in that. So when Jerry looked over at him and said, you took me to the house when it came to this contract extension, it wasn't just about the money that he got. It was about the terms. That's what he was talking about as well. Because he did. Dak Prescott and his agent, Todd France, took the Cowboys to the house. You want to know why? Because he had all the leverage back then. Because when he signed that first contract, 
He was, I believe he was 28 years old or 28, 27 years old. So if he were to hit the open market, he would have gotten that's probably that same exact contract that the Cowboys gave him, which was a very player-friendly contract. Um, and I expect that this upcoming contract is going to be another situation where he gets a really good contract for himself. Because here's the thing. If the Cowboys let him play through that season where he has that $60 million cap hit, the following year, he'll be a free agent. He'll be 32 years old, okay, with no tag that they can put on him. He will be a 32-year-old quarterback free agent. Quarterback primes are like in that 28 to 36 range. So he will be in the prime of his career as a free agent. He's going to get an absolute bag from somebody. Okay, if if he uh, if the Cowboys decide to let him walk in free agency. So here's the thing. like When people say, well, Doc's playing for his job this upcoming season. Like, no, he's not. He's going to get a big contract wherever he goes, whether it's with the Cowboys or whether it's, whether it's with somebody else. But he's going to get this big contract from the Cowboys. That's just how it's going to be. And they'll, they'll get this done. And, you know, the people that, that think that the Cowboys are going to, you know, wait out this year and, and let him prove it again because he needs to prove something to them, uh, that's not how this works, okay? I want you guys to understand the, the Washington... Redskins moved on from Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. They're still trying to replace him. They moved on from him, I believe, in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. It's 2023. They've been they've spent the last five years trying to replace him. And they've had teams that were good enough to compete in the NFC. That team a few years ago where they had Taylor Heineke as their quarterback, where they were, I think they won eight or nine games that year. They could have they could have made a little bit of a run if they had Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. This upcoming season, if Kirk Cousins was the the uh, quarterback for the Washington Commanders, I would feel really good about their team. Okay, so we saw this in Washington. They moved on from Kirk Cousins, and they're still trying to replace him. Five years later, they're still trying to replace him, and and that's what's going through the mind of the Cowboys. If we move on from Dak, who are we going to bring in? Trey Lance? Hell no. Trey Lance is not ready to be a starting quarterback. He's not going to be ready next year. He's not going to be ready when Dak Prescott's contract is up. Okay, moving on from a quarterback of this magnitude is a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea because you're going to spend years trying to replace this guy. And when you take into consideration that $60 million cap hit, will actually, like this whole narrative that, you know, people are saying, well, because Dak's uh, going to get paid, that's that that's going to mean that other people on the team aren't going to get paid. Actually, it's the reverse. If Dak doesn't get an extension and he plays through that year where he has the $60 million cap hit, people aren't going to get paid. But if he gets extended and they don't have to pay that cap hit, people are going to get paid. And like when it comes to other guys not being able to get paid with Dak Prescott's contract, you're talking about guys that were probably replaceable in the first place. Like Dalton Schultz wasn't able to get paid because Dak has that big number on the books, but Dalton Schultz is a guy that you can replace. Tony Pollard probably won't get paid because of Dak's contract. Like, let's just keep it 100. Probably won't get paid. Maybe that's not the main reason why, but you know, if they had extra space, maybe they do uh, pay him uh, next season. But the thing is, they're going to move on from him because he's a guy that you could probably replace. 
then, you know, you're going to, Tower Biotic might be a guy that you move on from. But again, you're going to be able to re- replace a Tower Biotic. Okay, so anybody that they lose because of this contract, they'll be able to replace him. They'll be able to keep CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Terrence Steele, all these guys. Tyler Smith, when his contract's up, which is a long way from now. Uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs, they're going to be able to keep all these guys. But yeah, the, there might be some guys like a Tyler Biotic that you might have to move on from because you're paying your quarterback a lot of money. It is what it is. That's why you draft and develop. The Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league at drafting and developing talent. That's what you do this for. So that when you pay your quarterback, you can still put uh, talent on the roster at a cheap price. So Dak Prescott contract. Ext- and, and, and one last thing before I move on. Doc Prescott's going to wait for Joe Burrow to get his contract, and then he'll sign his contract. Because it takes two to tango. I want you guys to understand that. It takes two to tango in these situations. So maybe the Cowboys want to get an extension done, but Doc's just like, I, I'm not interested at the current moment. I'm going to wait for Joe Burrow to get his extension, and then and then we can talk. Then then I'll talk to you about an extension. So I think that's what's going on here. Uh, expect Joe Burrow to get done before Doc. And then Dak will get done after Joe Burrow. His deal will get done after Joe Burrow. So look for that. So Tyler Smith has a hamstring strain. The MRI revealed that he had hamstring discomfort the other day. That's why he left practice. But it has now been diagnosed as a hamstring strain, which is not good news, whichever way you want to slice it. Like, can Tyler Smith play in this game? I think he probably plays in this game, but I mean, you never know with these situations. But the problem is with your hamstring as an offensive lineman is when you're, especially as a guard, where you have to anchor down more than you do, let's just say a tackle position, that takes, that puts a lot of strain on uh, your legs. And that's every part of your legs. That's your, your feet, your knees, your hamstring, your hips, all that stuff that puts strain on that. So, uh, a hamstring is very important uh, for an offensive lineman. So this is not good news that uh, Tyler Smith could potentially miss this game with this. And it's also not good news because the Giants D-line is absolutely ferocious. They have one of the best interiors in football. When you talk about Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Sean Robinson, these guys can flat out play, man. These guys are disruptors, especially Williams and, and Lawrence. These guys are disruptors. So if Tyler Smith isn't playing in this game, then that could be a problem. So my question would be, who do you roll out there if Tyler Smith isn't playing in this game? Well, there's two answers to this question. Who should they put out there and who do I think they're going to put out there? They should put TJ Bass out there. They should put TJ Bass out there because I think that he is your sixth or seventh best offensive lineman on this team. Whether you want to put Awesome Richards above him or not, that's up to you. He's the sixth best offensive lineman on this team, or the seventh, whichever way you want to put it. And I think that if you put him in the game, you stand a way better chance than, let's just say, a Chuma Doga, who I actually think they're going to put in the game. If Tyler Smith misses this game, unfortunately, I think they're going to put Chuma Doga in because he is a veteran and I think that a guy like Mike Solari would appreciate that, even though I don't care if you're a veteran or not. If 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 the guy that's three years younger than the veteran can play, I'd rather have the guy who's a rookie and younger who can play than the veteran who's been proven that he can't play. And not only that, Chuma Doga has been taking snaps at guard during training camp, or at least I didn't see that he was. Um, 
I mean, I, I could have been, I could be wrong in that. I mean, I wasn't at camp for the duration of it, but you know, at the same time, this is a, a problem that I've been talking about for weeks at this point. The depth on this offensive line sucks. It sucks. And this was my problem about uh, trading for Trey Lance is that now that's less draft capital that you have to work with to address depth, you know, depth on, let's just say, your offensive line or or making a trade midseason. Okay, here's the thing. Yes, you're not going to trade a fourth-round pick for a backup offensive lineman. I understand that. But here's the thing. Okay, hey, um, uh, uh, such and such team, we want this interior offensive lineman. We'll give you a fourth-round pick, and in exchange for that, we want you to bring bring us this backup offensive lineman, and we want your six-round pick. You pick swap, and you get a player. So you're not giving up just a fourth-round pick for a backup offensive lineman. Obviously, that's not a uh, uh, that's not a great allocation of resources. But you do a pick swap, and you get an offensive lineman on top of that. That would have been a good trade for the Cowboys. But they went out and got a quarterback three who's going to make $6 million this upcoming season, who's only under contract with the team for two more seasons, and they're going to have to make a decision on that. And, you know, I that's why I was not a fan of the Trey Lance trade. I understand the potential, but I mean, I'm going off on a tangent here. But that's besides the point. The Cowboys needed to address this spot on their team. They needed to go out there and get actual veteran help. Now you're looking at a situation where you have TJ Bass or Chuma Doga as your starting left guard going into New York against one of the best interior defensive lines in football. I don't like it. I don't like it. Now, is this like a, a game changer? Like, I think that the Cowboys are way more talented than the Giants. Uh, I don't think that this specific move changes, you know, where I think the game or how I think the game will end. Still think the Cowboys are probably going to win this game. You know, we'll get into it on Friday. We'll go over the defense and the offense and what have it, what have you. But, you know, it, it, it's a blow and it's something that you don't want to say. You know, here's the thing, man. I just want to see this offensive line healthy. I want to see this unit healthy. I just want to see that. Sorry if I come off like I'm whining, but it just is what it is. I want to see this unit healthy. And, you know, looks like we're going to have to wait at at least another game possibly. So, yeah, this isn't good news, whichever way you want to slice it. So I know this is old news. This happened on Sunday. It's Wednesday, but Terrence Steele got a contract extension. I didn't get to talk about this yet. I love it. I I, I love the fact that they decided to extend Terrence Steele because here's the thing. Offensive line play is at a premium in this league. Terrence Steele, I believe, is the seventh highest paid right tackle in football when it comes to average per year. Terrence Steele is about that. He's about in that 6-10 to 10 range from right tackles in the league. So to me, I don't think they're overpaying for this guy at all, especially when you look at the base salaries for this guy. So now he has six years left on his contract. 2023, his base is 1.3. Uh, 24, his base is 7.25 million. 25, his base is 13.25 26, same thing, 13.25. 27 base is going to be 16.25 million. 28 base is going to be 16.17, uh, 75 million. So he's under contract until 2028, which seems like a ways from now, but it, it's only five years away, which seems, uh, you know, a little weird. But, uh, that's besides the point. So yeah, I mean, look, the Cowboys got Terrence Steele for a good price. 
I, I think that this is a good contract for both sides. Terrence Steele is deserving of this contract. This is a guy, and 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 this is what I talked about when we were talking about Terrence Steele's contract extension a few months ago. You need to give a guy like this an extension. And the reason why you need to give a guy like this an extension is because these undrafted free agents that are going to come in now are going to look up to Terrence Steele and say, man, this guy went from an undrafted free agent to a guy who's making you know, damn near $100 million a year with, with incentives if he reaches all of his incentives. That's a great piece to have on your team. That's a great guy for undrafted free agents to look up to and say, if I come in here and I bust my ass every single day and I do the best I possibly can and I continue to develop and I continue to take the coaching that they're giving me and I improve as a player day by day by day by day and I put it out on the field how good of a player that I am, I will get paid by this organization. That's a great thing. That's the most underrated part about this. He's an undrafted free agent that went against the odds and ended up getting a a big time deal. This is a big time deal, no doubt about it. And you know, like when it comes to the Cowboys, I like the way they're moving this offseason. Signing a guy like Terrence Steele is a smart idea because they, I think they were probably going to re-sign him anyway because offensive line play is at a premium. You can't just replace a guy like Terrence Steele. Like I I get it, he might not be the best right tackle in football. But at the same time, he's more than serviceable. He is a good starting right tackle in this league. He is deserving of this money. You're not going to find a guy like this. You're not just going to be able to replace a guy like this, especially a tackle. So, yeah, it was a very smart idea for the Cowboys to re-sign Terrence Steele. And it was very smart for Terrence Steele to say, hey, look, I'm not trying to reset the market. And he still got a very nice contract where he's going to make a bunch of money. And he got he got security, too. He has long-term security now with this team. Financial security. He has $50 million guaranteed to him over the next six years. Salute, man. That's awesome. That's great. And, uh, you know, to me, it was coming off that ACL tear. And I think people are going to be a little bit uh, uh, skeptical about that. But at the same time, when you look at an offensive line's uh, ACL compared to, like, let's just say, receivers, they're two completely different things. Two completely different things uh, when it comes to. You know, a receiver recovering from an ACL tear and an offensive lineman recovering from an ACL tear. So Terrence Steele got the bag. Salute to him. Congratulations to him and the Cowboys for getting this deal done. And I look forward to seeing him uh, progress throughout his career. That's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to that, please make sure to leave a review. Five stars would be great. We appreciate it. Guys, if if you like the podcast enough to give me a four-star review, you can add an extra star to that and, and give me a five-star review. Leaving a four-star review actually hurts my page because now my, my average goes down. I was at like a 4.8. Uh, stars. Somebody gave me a four-star review and it went down to a 4.6. So that actually hurts <laughs> the the podcast when you give me a four-star review. So I personally, I'd rather you not leave a review at all if you're going to leave a four-star review. Uh, in my personal opinion, I give, it is what it is. You know, At the end of the day, it is what it is. But if you like the podcast enough to give me a four-star, what, what's keeping you from giving me a five-star review? You're not being held accountable for these ratings. You don't even you don't even have to leave an in-depth review, but that's besides the point. Um, I just wanted to get that off my chest because I, I just don't understand that. It's like you like the podcast enough to give me a four-star review. Why can't I get a five-star review? You clearly like the podcast. 
You're not being held accountable for this. So I, 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 I don't understand that. It's again, you're, you're hurting the page. I'd rather you not leave a review at that point. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, I will see you guys in the next episode. That will be on Friday. I will be breaking down the Giants and the Cowboys, what to expect from both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. But until then, I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.